0: They don't accomplish on the field what they accomplished without you praying. The local missions does not get done if God doesn't send a team of young people to help ensure that our our positions are covered so that we're able to do the amount of ministry we're able to do locally. And we're not able to do these things, again, without the prayer and support of our local church. Uh, With that said, I'm going to invite Pastor Nate up, and he is going to take the first half of the service and sort of highlight the foreign mission field adventure, and then we'll go from there. Thank you, Pastor Nate.
1: As has already been said, we went to Jamaica, a group of seven of us, uh, the middle of June, towards the end, I guess, uh, of June. Um, But just to give you a flow so you know what's going on, we're going to show a video uh, with some of the uh, pictures, visualization of what we did. Obviously, we can't fit everything into a video, so uh, when the team comes up here and you see and you you know who's on the team, just go check all of their Facebook pages because there's like hundreds of pictures floating around the internet um, of that. But uh, we'll go ahead and roll that video uh, so you can see what we did in Jamaica. Yeah. All right, I'm going to have the whole team come on up so that you all can see everybody all at once. Um, and as they're coming, what we're going to do is we'll, we'll pass the mic kind of. Take one down, pass it around um, to to share a little bit. We'll we'll try and hit all of the different areas. There's a lot of different things that we did, um, but like like was mentioned during the minute for missions, um, there's it was neat uh, on the front end, you know, hearing about all the different trips that are going down because there's a lot of trips that go with you know Cletus and going down to Bay Life and you know so many weeks of the summer. Um, Everybody, you guys, all right back there? <laughs> Basically. Yes. Now you got a little snapshot. All right. Um, but it was it was interesting seeing all of that and actually seeing how the, the summer played out for the ministry down there at Baylife because there's a bunch of different trips going, but they all kind of had a different focus. Um, before we came, there was a group that did a, uh, um, uh, what was that called? A family fun fest. And then the next week, there was a, a medical uh, team that went down, which was neat because the, the public hospital was undergoing renovations and was closed. So there's like no public hospital for anybody to go to. Uh, Then we came in and our focus, uh, a lot of our time was spent on the the evangelism and then the school, the school devos. Um, Since then, it was mentioned the So Very Loved ministry. They've got VBS, they've got a soccer camp, a bunch of different things going on, but everybody kind of had a different focus to hit different demographics in that uh, area. But we'll kind of go down here and share a little bit of, of what we did while we were down there and you get to hear the team's perspective. Who wants to go first? Sue, I think you're closest. You don't want to go first? Zach, you can go first, Zach. Make up your mind.
2: All right, so just a little bit of backstory here. Uh, for the remainder of my portion, uh, this lady right here will be known as Susan. I do not call her Sue anymore. She's become Susan over that week, and I, I think the group would be a little upset with me if I didn't bring this part up of the week. Um, we found out throughout the course of the week that out of the group I picked up on the Jamaican accent better than anyone else. Um, (laughs) So I'll I'll just give you a little bit of a demonstration for that now. Um, I'm going to welcome Susan to Jamaica, Montego Bay. Welcome, Susan, to Montego Bay. (laughs) It does resemble... Jack Dracula a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> but um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the evangelism part of our week. Um, again, a little bit of backstory here. The week before we left to go to Jamaica, we had at my job a safety team meeting. Um, so this will all tie in at the end, I promise. But safety team meeting, we were talking about how to prevent incidents from happening at work. And it was alluded to that, you know, if there's a hanger on the floor, and you don't reach down and pick it up, something could very well happen the next second. If you do reach down and pick it up, you don't know what you've just prevented. It very well could have prevented a major incident, or you could not have prevented anything at all. So that was kind of what I was thinking going into evangelism, and as we were sharing uh, the gospel out on the streets, uh, it kind of came into my mind that As we're passing out these tracks, we might not know this side of heaven, the ripple effect that has happened um, because of our obedience uh, to Christ and sharing the gospel. And out there on the streets, we were in the busiest part, I believe, of Montego Bay. I mean, there was like hundreds of droves of people just walking by. So, you know, we've got hundreds of tracks, and we're passing them out just as quickly as we possibly can. Um, But you met people that knew about jesus that are believed born again again christians you met people that knew about jesus but did not believe that he was uh, the messiah the son of god and then you knew you ran into people that had never heard the name jesus christ before in their entire life um i know mm-hmm. nate i think came into contact with a young man who had he had never heard the gospel before had no idea what was being discussed so you got to see every level of that And it was encouraging for me that I might not know what would come in the after effects, but it was even more encouraging to find out the next day that um, Baylife Baptist Church and Andrew had received five phone calls uh, from just our first day's worth of work uh, passing out those tracks. So just in that short amount of time, there was a little bit of a glimpse as to what we may have done by being obedient and sharing um, the news, the good news of Jesus Christ. So uh, that, for me, was the most encouraging part of the week. You know, everything that we did was great, but that, for me, really stood out. Susan, would you like to go next? <laughs> me to go next?
3: All right. well, I'm going to try not to cry because I tend to cry. Can you guys hear me? Am I, am I loud enough? Closer. See, I don't even want tell the sound gets on. Can you hear me now? Is it better? Okay. <laughs> So first off, I want to just, um, and I'm the only one that has notes and an old paper and pen. Rand- okay, whatever, Randall. Um, <laughs> I just want to thank everyone for the monetary support and the prayers that were lifted. We definitely felt them while we were there. Um, <clears throat> I do want to share this little tidbit of information whenever um, we were planning on going. Of course, I know God's in, in control and his plan is, you know, is, is always perfect. And so I knew that we were going to have a great team but I was a little worried that four of the seven of us were
4: millennials.
3: (laughs) We got two baby boomers here and then Lydia, whatever, Generation Z, I guess that's what she is. But anyways, um, and I have a little problem with millennials, I'm gonna be honest. So just working with millennials, let me just preface that. So anyways, I remember saying to a couple people at work because they know I have issues with millennials, that please, please pray for me that I have um, patience and just show love, Christ's love to these millennials. And I, gosh almighty, it was, he just poured it on. I could not think of a better team than this team right here. <laughs> no, I got a tissue. I actually, Carlton gave me a <laughs> dag on, paper towel. But anyways. Um, We just, we bonded, we loved on each other, we served the people of uh, Montego Bay together, and it was just awesome, so I love you guys, and we will always have that, won't we? Zachary and Nathaniel. Yeah, so I'm Susan, that's Zachary, Zachary and Nathaniel, he got Nathaniel, Um, even though that's not his name, but I named him Nathaniel. (coughs) <coughs> so anyways, um, thank you for that. So <coughs> whenever Nate sent out the message about messenger in messenger about um, talking today, I immediately thought of some comfort zones. So I know that whenever we got the itinerary of what we were going to be doing, when I saw that we were going to go to the infirmary, which you guys saw a picture of. And I don't know how you men took pictures of the guys. Oh, okay. Because we were told we couldn't take pictures of the women, and I was like, what in the world? But, anyways, um, all right, we'll blame it on Cletus. <laughs> so, anyways, um, I knew that this was gonna be an area that was perfect for me. I'm a nurse, I've been a nurse longer than some of these people have been alive, um, which is true, <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> but uh, so, and it was. Everything that I thought was gonna be. Um, actually occurred in that infirmary. And I think initially I was envisioning kind of like, and the infirmary is a nursing home in America. And I was envisioning it kind of looking like the nursing homes here, but it wasn't that way at all. And so we pulled up and saw the infirmary sign, and there were cinder block buildings is where the women, I don't know where the men were. They were up in, was there a hill? Were they up in the hill a little bit? So the men were in the hill, but the women were down um, in the valley, so to speak, and they were cinder block buildings, and uh, there was three of them. Two were no, one of them was no longer being used. It was for the mentally challenged ladies, and they put them up near the men. Did you guys see that building? Um, So anyways, there was two, and when we walked in, of course, I I told Lydia I wasn't like I felt like I was not in charge, but I felt like since I was the older one and I knew what I was doing, I kind of went first, you know, and um, there was a lady sitting out on the little stoop, and so we greeted her and then we walked in the first building and it was lined the peripheral of the bu- of the building was lined with beds, hospital beds, and the ladies were all sitting in there, and thank goodness they had their names. <laughs> by their beds so we could address them by their names. But we just went and started, like, serving the women. We just went, and we'd and br- sat in their beds. We talked to them. We um, painted their nails. We got their lotion out and rubbed their feet, which is, like, one of the most ultimate services to do is was to wash somebody's feet, you know, feet. But anyways, we were rubb- rubbing on them and just get pampering them. We handed out their little um, goodie bags, and they just loved it. And then we sang hymns. And the one lady, what's her name? Velda, is that right? Velda. She was a bilateral amputee, and I said she was the ringleader of that particular building because she was like in charge, and um, she knew everybody, and she just kind of like put not put everybody in their place, but she was just you could tell she was th- in the boss of that room, of that building, and she ser- she sang to us, which was beautiful, and we, we so we got served as well as you know hopefully being a service to others, and um, so it was funny. But later on, I come to find out so. There was the n- wh- when we were leaving that room or that building to go to the other building, the girls went ahead of me because there was n- the nurse that was there. She came back and, and I was talking with her and come to find out that um, of course you can't ever take the nurse out of the nurse. You can you know I can I'm, I'm out of America but I'm still a nurse right. So I started talking to her and um, we were just talking about the care that the, the guys or the women pr- get provided with and we were talking about wound care and because. something near and dear to my heart so anyways they go to the building the second building and i'm still yapping to this nurse right and so come to find out you guys are all in the van ready to leave lydia said you pulled up lydia said the van was in movement (laughs) and i was still in that second building but then i come to find out anyways that nurse told me that her friend or the co-worker was not working that day and um, I was like, "What, Dag? I can stay and do the shift. <laughs> I'll stay and do the 73 shift with you." And I meant it. So when I got in the van, I made that comment to, um, to the people. I could have just stayed and done that, you know, worked with her because it was just, it was wonderful. It really was. Um, but the one area that I was not in my comfort zone was at the Sh- Sam Sharp Square. And initially, I called it Sam Shepard <laughs> Square. Sam Shepard. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Sam Sharp Square. So I remember praying on the van trip over, God, please just put me out of the way, take me out of the way, and just allow the Holy Spirit to just work through me to talk to these people as we're handing out the tracts and the pamphlets. That's a hidden joke. You have to... So, (coughs) anywho, that's a joke. That's a joke that we will carry with us, with those three right there. (laughs) But um, anyway, I had the opportunity to talk to two, uh, many people, but the two people that impressed me or that impacted me were um, it was a young man and a young woman on different occasions. And both I asked the question, if they um, were to die today, did they know that they would go to heaven? And both of them said, no, because I'm not doing enough good works. And I remember Cletus or Andrew saying that a lot of times they have that misconception that they have to do all the good works to get to heaven. So I had the opportunity to, um, you know, let them know I wasn't going to heaven either, if it was just based on that. So, you know, I got the opportunity to share, you know, the, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ with them. And hopefully, I uh, gave them the pamphlet. <laughs> um, <laughs> and hopefully that little seed has been planted and that somewhere down the line, you know, it will it will take flourish and grow. But anyways, it was an awesome trip. And thank you, uh, Nate, Father Nate. Nate did a, a great job. W- <laughs> yes, he did. We had at least six children, today, but six children on that trip. But he did a phenomenal job. You know, he's he, one of those millennials, but he did a great job <laughs> in um, guiding us and leading us. He was a, g- <laughs> yeah, backhanded compliment. He was He was a great leader. So thank you, Nate. Thank you very much.
5: Again, um, so so yeah, they, they've talked about a lot of things that I, I would agree with. All of that, um, the only thing that I want to bring up about the infirmary that I just crossed my mind that I really would like to share is um, so, <laughs> so I, you all know that I'm in the praise team and I've been singing with my dad for a long time since I was able to sing, since Mr. Lynn Sanders told me I could be in the choir, and um. So I'm normally used to following suit and just singing whatever somebody else is singing. And um, so when we get there, we get split up. And I don't think I had um, awareness of the fact that we were going to be – I mean, of course, women really need to be with the women and the men need to be with the men in an infirmary infirmary situation like that. Um, But I guess it just didn't hit me until sort of – sort of last minute that morning, I was like, okay, um, or that, the night before, when we were planning it, for it, um, for the next day, and so so I get the opportunity to actually go in, and um, we have a, uh, my dad set up a, a folder of hymnals and songs that we could sing with the ladies in our group, and um, everybody looked at me, and was like, all right, here you go, and I'm like, uh, okay, so, um, and I, I love singing, um, you know, it's definitely a joy um, to be able to do that, but whenever I got in that room, and we pulled out that folder, and we, we asked them if they wanted us to sing for them, or we asked, I think something along the lines you asked, are, are we, or would you like guys like to sing, would you ladies like to sing? Um, and they were like, yeah, or I think one of them or something. Anyway, I don't know, yeah, something. And um, anyway, so then we started. We got our folders out, and we got our um, words out, and um, I just started leading, and Um, It took everything I could do to not cry like throughout all the songs because um, being able to do something even something small like this like um, that I do here pretty much every Sunday and I have done it for a long long time to be able to just take that little bit of it may not have sounded the best it may not have sounded great at all but they loved it we loved it we like it was just really incredible um, to be able to to do something that I love so much here and take it somewhere else and really just have a really great time singing around a room with these ladies and the ladies there um it was just pretty awesome um to be able to to do that um so and then um i would like to talk about the um school devos so the monday morning no, yeah monday morning before we um got to um work on the church building um we they have a little church uh, school that meets at the church. And so we were kind of already at our de- destination for the day. And um, so we gather things together. We get there. And um, so I don't know. Most of you probably know this. But um, on Sunday nights for a while, since we've had a wanna since um, probably I was eight, 18 or 19, I've been leading the little kids in song and um, singing and motions and things like that here. And so I was able to take that and use and do that um, there with some some of the kids there. And um, both days at the school devos, there was one at an an actual public school, and there was one at the church there. Um, you just when you're when you're up there and you are talking to them, and the kids are right in front of you, and they're looking at you, and you see their faces and you see their smiles, and they're they're excited, they're like, I'm ready to learn something new, like, and it it was like they've never heard those songs before, so I was able to teach them motions to it that they can remember and take with them, you know, home and teach their parents or whatever, but it was just the, the idea of something that I really do love so much um, in a time where I haven't really loved a whole lot of things that I do in my life over the last few years, and I, and it's, when I come here to CBC and I, and I do pour into these kids and I do pour into those songs, like it is, it gives me the most joy. It gives me a purpose. And, um, I was able to show that to the Jamaican kids and, you know, they, they loved you back. Like it wasn't just, we were pouring, into they were pouring into us. Like you saw all these kids just loving on you and, oh, it was, it was incredible. Um, I I could have probably stayed there the whole, we, I was ready to go to like five more schools. I was like, let's please go to another, like we were, there was an opportunity to potentially go to another school the next day and it didn't work out um, on Wednesday and so we only ended up going to two and I was, I remember being a little bit sad because I was like, I just want to do it again, um, but you know, that that just gives me the fire to, to go on another mission trip later and do it again or to do it here, come back and do it here, um, so that was, and then it was really cool to be able to do the school devotions because we didn't just do music and songs. We actually did, um, Nate led them in a really cool devotion. Um, and it was, it gave the gospel presentation and it gave them motions as well. And I was like, it was just really cool how something that I love, like he was able to, to do like a little, I don't know, mini sermon. What what did you call it? A devotion. I get a devotion on, um, on the gospel and really show them motions that they can take with them anywhere. Um, that was just really neat. And then just to hear, um ivy gave her testimony on the sunday or the monday morning school devotion and then zach gave his um testimony on the tuesday morning um school devotion and just to hear them and to watch the kids just like listening and it was just a really cool um i I feel like really productive experience um, with the schools um but then the only other thing that i want to mention is um i'm probably gonna say that a lot um So, when I went over there, I've never been on a mission trip before. This is my first time, um, even going out of the country, having to get passports, the whole thing. And, um, you know, being in America, it it, it taught me a lot of, I've been in America my whole life. I don't know anything different. Um, I'm pretty safe. We're pretty safe here in America. We don't have to want or need much at all. Um, You know, we, we have dollar generals right at our expense we have McDonald's right down the road we have so many different things right at our like beck and call like if we're hungry we, we know where to find it if we're you know whatever so I never really had to want or need something like that and um, you know I didn't go over there and want and need that either but I went over there and I learned um, mostly during the, the Sam Sharp Square experience when we were um, handing out tracks right there on in because it was a residential area um, and just the idea that, um, we, we were stayed in groups, like, we were, we were told to stay in groups, and stay in, you know, but there was a point in time where, uh, I was in a group with Nate and Zach, and there was a point in time where I could see them, but they were probably, I mean, probably, like, I mean, I could see them, but they weren't at my reach, so I was in a place where I literally, physically, mentally, emotionally had to lean and trust on God with everything, with my whole self, um, I don't know if this makes any sense, but, um, like, I guess if I can picture it visually, I, I've been trusting God my whole life for my eternal salvation, my eternal life. Um, but I've not really, until this week, um, put an effort, or not an effort, put a trusting in for my minute by minute, moment by moment, day by day life. Um, you know, I, I um, have always had the sense of just, you know, safety. Like, it's just there. You know, there's no, it's almost like I've not been, I've not had to trust him with my moment by moment, but going over there and learning and feeling that and being able to see that real in real time, um, coming back here, that's all I've been thinking about is the fact that, you know, all I've done my whole life is trust him eternally, which is awesome. That's what that's what we need to do. But if you don't give over your minutes, if you don't give over your moments and your days and your your steps and your next choices or decisions or whatever it is, then you're you're gonna you're still. I was still running my own life essentially, but I was letting him be my my protector in the long term like that's that's not that's not what he calls us to do he want he needs to be on the throne of my life every minute not just in long term and um so it was just really cool to be able to come back and be like whoa you know things have got to change in my life I've got to do something different because every minute is not um a promise and it you know, I want to be able to spend those last minutes or those last moments or those last days doing something for God's kingdom and not for my own kingdom or not for my here and now. Um, If that doesn't make any sense, feel free to question later if you'd like.
4: Um, uh, we We did a work project the first day or Monday we were there. We actually we actually did some painting and work and just to just to kind of summarize the building uh, a little bit uh you imagine a building about the size of our gym out here um that has a little room cut on the side of it for the church um it used to be a like a sam's club or something it was that type of store and they were blessed to get that building and, and there's the school rooms that you saw in the back were actually a uh uh, a little grocery store in the very back of the, the, the location. So there was uh, uh, a lot of work to be done. I mean, it's a big hollow building. Uh, the plans are to split it, put a uh, two story, you know, on the inside there's room for two levels. Um, there is an apartment that is pretty much complete uh, for uh, Andrew and Tanisha to live in. And also, uh, Cletus has a room. Uh, they built him a room as well. So when he visits, he can stay there as well. Um, and they're, they have beautiful scenery. They overlook a sewer plant. So uh, if you look out their window, you can see the sewer plant, which we, yeah, it looks great. Doesn't smell so hot on some days. It does smell Yeah. But it's a blessing for them, uh, and as well as us, to be able to, to just help. Uh, the team from Texas came a week before, did a lot of construction. We were able to go in and do some painting and clean up. We did a lot of cleanup outside around the building and uh, um, just just helping them. And uh, and they are still in need. They're pray pray that, that that groups will go down and people will donate and help help them because they have such a a huge uh, ministry there. The church uh, we went in on Sunday morning was packed full. I mean, it's a uh, the room was probably as probably as wide as our pews. And, and and about as long as our church, but but it was it was packed full, and uh, we were in there doing the uh, children's ministry, and you're standing there, and there's sweat running down your arm, dripping off you into your fingers, uh, and you know so it's it's hot, it's hot in there. Uh, you saw they put a fan fans up in there, and they do have air conditioning, but it was hot, it was hot. We were singing and sweating at the same time, but but it was still a blessing. And then the last thing that I would like to mention, I kind of go back to the infirmary a little bit. I was actually uh, fortunate enough to uh I walked in and uh, we started walk around greeting the men and stuff like that and uh, I ran into this uh man mist- named Mr. Henry and he was a blind man. He was 87 years old. He was blind. And uh sat down with him, started talking to him and and uh he started teaching me. I mean, he 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 uh I he asked me what I did and I told him and and, and told him, you know, that I led the singing at the church and stuff like that. And he, he's he was talking about how much he liked to sing and he started telling me the story of about Amazing Grace. And he told me about John Newton writing a song and how he's a slave and how he had turned his life around and wrote so many hymns and stuff and and, and he I mean he was and, and then of course he said, Let's sing it. So we started singing. He sang every verse, every line of Amazing Grace. So it was just me and him sitting there singing. You know such a blessing and then he said he said uh have you have you heard this song so he started singing i had never heard it before and it goes like this jesus gave her water that was not from the well he gave her living water that was not from a well she went away singing she came back bringing People needing water that was not from the well, and I looked that song up, and I looked and looked and and I finally did find it. So it's a it's a song. I don't know who wrote it, but it is a song. And there's another, there's there's a couple other verses to it, but uh, maybe maybe we can get the praise team on it at some point. But it's a great I mean, it's a great message. That one one verse is a great message. It's a message for each and every one of us. It was a message for me. Because we've all been to the well, we've all had the opportunity to receive the water, and we should go away from there singing. When we get that water, that living water, we should be shouting to the rooftops, and we shouldn't be selfish and keep that water for ourselves. We got to get out there and give that water away to anyone and everyone we can find, and that's that's what it impressed upon my heart was. We're, we were over there just we touched a few people and there was there was uh, there was re- response from some. We got some negative response from some on the streets but overall what it what it impressed in my mind more than anything was that we have got to make sure that we're getting getting the word out. And we can't hold on to it any longer. Whether we're here or whether we're in Jamaica or whether we're anywhere else, we got to get that word out.
1: Thank you, team. Um, I just want to kind of wrap that up uh, for, for you guys, uh, us as a church, just to, things we can be thinking about, things we can be praying for for the ministry down there. Because like we, we said, we do support Cletus and Tammy the the ministry there, and then by extension Bay Life and that church. Um, but there's some things we can be praying for is especially the follow up. I know they've got lots of groups coming down. Zach mentioned, you know, just in that one day, every single track we, we wrote Andrew's cell phone number on it. So his phone just started ringing and ringing and ringing. One guy that wanted to just debate him just to debate him. And we, we had fun with that guy on the street, too. Um, but uh, just the follow up with all of that. Um, and Cletus was sharing with us that, you know, they've got a, it's like a three- or five-year plan. Um, obviously, Baylife has been turned over completely to a, a national pastor, Andrew Price. Uh, Andrew and Tanisha were with us a couple months ago here. He spoke. Um, you know, he's a he's a great guy, a great pastor. Um, they're a great family leading that ministry kind of with Cletus as a little mentor there, still connected. Um, but they've got a three- or five-year plan to Um, fully get that church off of American missionary support and be self-sustaining. They're already, for the most part, supporting their pastor um, financially um, with just a little bit of help, but it's this plan to get them completely off self-sustaining, and then immediately their plan is to start planting another church across town. Um, and, and we kind of have helped with that in the, the, the sharing of the gospel and the, the outreach there as that church grows and can be uh, even more self-sustaining and, and stable. Uh, so we can be praying for that, pray for the follow-up, pray for their future outreach into their community uh, as they look to plant another church and you know identify another local pastor and have another American missionary come down maybe and, and uh, help with all of that. So that's a big thing there. Um, I also just wanted to thank everybody. Uh, I know Jeremy already mentioned it of the the support. Um, we would go out for our lunches, and you know I, I would pay for the team. And every single time they're like, "Thanks, Nate, for food," and I'm like, well, "Thank your supporters. <laughs> I'm definitely not paying for that." Um, so. But, but, you know, and I kind of say that in jest every single time, I think, you know, thanks for the food. And I'm like, well, thank your supporters. And that's really what it is. You guys that, that gave, whether it was, uh, you know, writing a check, whether it was at one of our fundraisers, any of that was mission support sending this team as missionaries to the field. Um, and every week that you write a check to missions, that's what we're doing, you know, and we kind of see this because there's a really close connection, obviously, because we're, you know, part of this church and uh, literally an extension of this church and the ministry, but all of the missionaries that we support are the same way. Um, so whether it was the tangible stuff, the lotion, the, the nail polish, things like that, that you gave for us to take to the infirmary, whether it was the, the financial support that, that was given, you know, that was an extension of this church and we can continue doing that. I mean, that is what, you know, a a foundational part of missions is, is supporting the missionaries so that they can focus all their attention on, uh, the work of the ministry there in the community where God has placed them. Um, so we just wanted to thank you guys for that. Um, and, and the last thing is, uh, Cletus was sharing with us uh, most nights that he had dinner with us about missions and challenging us about missions and, and going. And, you know, he was a pastor here in the States. He was a youth pastor and then a senior pastor of a church for upwards of 20 years of total in his ministry here. And then uh, his kids had moved out of the house. Uh, he and his wife were there as empty nesters. And that is when God called them to go to the mission field. And what he said to us was basically, he looked at it and he could raise the support. They were healthy. They didn't have kids. They had to take care of it at home anymore. Why not? Why not go? Um, and I know a lot of times as a youth pastor, that's my focus is teenagers. Hey, you know, go to college. Look for, you know, a, a place you can be involved in ministry. Maybe God calling you to the mission field. You know, we, we focus a lot on young people, uh, millennials, right, which I, we found out that Randall is exactly 30 years and one day older than me. So we found that. Anyway, um, you're welcome. Um, so <laughs> what happens when you've got your passports going through immigration? Oh, hey. No, but, it, I mean, it's all ages that can, can, God can call and take and go any stage of life, whether you're uh, a kid, <laughs> you know, a teenager, a college student, uh, uh, a family, uh, or retired. You know, you, God can call you and use you wherever, wherever you are, whether it's here locally or even internationally. You know, uh, that's something that Cletus is a a great example of, and I think it was great for our team to hear that from him. But um, like I said before, see some of the team. Obviously, there's lots of stories here you can hear, um, funny ones, sad ones, uh, challenging ones, inspiring ones, whatever. Um, Talk to the team. Check out the pictures that are there that weren't shown uh, up there. But thank you guys again for all of the support there, and I'm going to pass it over to Jeremy for our local missions.
0: time I'm going to go ahead and let you guys get a recap of what happened locally last week.
6: This year's felt like four seasons of winter and you To feel the sun always reaching always climbing always second guessing the timing but god has a plan a purpose in this you are his child and don't you forget he put that I can see the life he saved me from Every time I look back over my shoulder I can see the life he saved me from Thank God
0: You're going to find when you serve the Lord. I'm sorry, guys. They made me do it. I was, really, they didn't. But. <laughs> uh, if I could, real quick, because I know it's, it's go time. Uh, if I could have Danielle, Josie, and Brother Dean. If you could come up for just a second. Uh, and as they're coming up, please stand. If you had any part in helping in local missions, any way, share, perform, bringing, donating, just please stand as they come. Please. Give these folks a hand, guys. Thank y'all. We absolutely could not have done it. It's a church-wide effort, and so thank you all uh, for participating. Real quick, uh, I'm going to ask these three to just sort of give, and I could I could give the mic to many of you that just stood, but I've asked these three to just kind of give a brief testimony as to uh, a part they had uh, in this past week. Danielle, helped with the music and art camp. Danielle, if you would share a little bit there, please.
7: Um, we didn't really. uh, We only did music camp for three afternoons, so. Um, we didn't really have any defining moments. I mean, we had lots of, oh my goodness, this one little kid who was so funny. But, you know, we didn't really have any real heart to heart moments. But the one thing that I did walk away from, I'm going to try to get through this without welling all up, <laughs> um, is that from what everybody has said today, and it kind of re, uh, reinstated what I was thinking. Was that you don't have to be special to do anything for the Lord, but you are. I mean, He already designed you for His work. Um, I was thinking about what Miss Sue said about being a nurse. I'm sure when she went to school to be a nurse, she was not thinking about this mission trip to Jamaica and helping these ladies out. And um, what Zach said about you know the things that his job geared him up for. Um, when I started piano at five, you know my parents. They didn't think anything about it. They just wanted their daughter to learn how to play the piano, you know. Um, But if you look back in your own life, you can see how the Lord prepares you for his work, whether you know that you're being prepared or not. And it's very humbling. But it's also, I just wanted to inspire everybody because you may not think that you have anything, (laughs) (laughs) you're the tissue extraordinaire.
6: <laughs>
7: um, you may not think that you have any special talent or special abilities or um, any, any kind of knowledge, but use what you do have hmm. and think outside the box a little bit. Uh, everybody can be used by God. It doesn't matter who you are or what you know.
8: Amen. Thank you, ahead. Amen. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Uh, this week, this past week, I helped out with the basketball camp. And I'm an employee of Hawaiian Shaped Ice, so I was there <laughs> working up in the ice place. Um, for me, the most significant thing I took away from this week's missions um, is that to outreach, you have to you have to care and you have to prepare. I remember going in in the morning and they would pray, not because they're a church, but they would pray because even though we volunteered to help out you still need God to help you with where he wants to take you and take the people that you're talking to. Um, One thing that I noticed, I noticed that, um, because I helped out last year with the basketball camp and uh, the soccer camps, um, but this year I could only do basketball. Um, I noticed that there was a lot of people that I had seen before. um, So that's a good sign. That means that something was said previously that Resignated in the parents to take their children to the camp I also noticed that there were a, lo- a whole bunch of new faces as well uh, there was a lot of people I have never seen before and I've lived in Lagrange for four years so that's that's not easy to come by <laughs> so so to notice a whole bunch of people that you've never seen before in a place that you live just tells you that there's so many people that that are around you you don't have to go but so far just to find people that you haven't seen, and furthermore, might not have heard the gospel before in their life. Mm -hmm. And so I'm glad that the gospel was was spoken as well. And children, they have a short memory, you know? So most of the times, I think, I know a lot of the kids picked up that we were talking about Ephesians, for the most part. Maybe not anything other than that, but um, (laughs) at the the Shaved Ice outreach, um, I remember also, uh, seeing people that I, I, haven't, I only see at school and I never knew lived around here and so that was interesting to know that as well as the people who live in this community there are people that I know a- in the places that I'm around who who now have I know for sure have listened to the gospel in and, and know that um, from what I heard from the I didn't see the whole, the, what was it, interview, uh, mm-hmm. survey. survey. I mm-hmm. didn't see the whole survey, but I know it was something to do with the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. And so I know that if, if anybody reads that, they know one thing, they're a liar, they're a thief, <laughs> they're a murderer, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And And the only thing that they can take away from that is what they can do about it when they leave. And so I'm glad that people I know, people that I don't usually see, were there to experience that. And I was just thankful to be a, a part of this. I love basketball. I love working, Um, uh, but I mean, it, it was fun, it was fun. I really enjoyed it.
0: And working for the Lord's even better, amen?
9: What a testimony that was, Amen. and you consider this young man standing here by Pastor, by Danielle, great testimony. I hope you're praying for him. Are you praying for him? Let's please keep him in our prayers. Mm-hmm. Well, for the seniors, uh, our part was food. Uh, do you realize that uh, feeding people has results? I'm thinking. <laughs> maybe more results than <laughs> what I intended for that. to <laughs> have. thinking a moment ago, uh, the little chorus we used to sing, and we sang years ago, If just a cup of water I place within your hand, then just a cup of water is all that I demand. And Then I saw someone make a trip up here. If just a uh, paper towel I place within your hand, then just a paper towel is all that was demanded at that point. There it is. But food. I think of the Lord Jesus Christ, Matthew chapter 25, he said this. I was hungry and you fed me. And then he said, that was to the good group. And he said to the group on his right hand, excuse me, on his left hand, I was hungry and you gave me no food. So we could stay with that a a while. But food does have results. Uh, Revelation, uh, excuse me, Romans chapter 12, verse 20. Jesus, uh, excuse me, the apostle Paul writes, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head." No time for commentary on that particular passage of scripture. But I want to play a little word game with that text as to what took place here the uh, week of local missions, and I'm going to just add a little thought or two, go change a thought or two, and I'm going to read the text this way, if your brother is hungry, feed him, if he is thirsty, give him something to drink, and doing this, you will heap encouragement on his head, so do a contrast. Between feeding your enemy. Both ways it's good. And I could only think of the group from High Point, Oakview Baptist Church, and how they were fed all week. We look at a church from soup millennials and even nursery. Uh, it's a joy to think of what's happening back there in that nursery. Uh, keep them coming. <laughs> By all means, keep them coming. If you can't grow a church one way, you can grow it another. Amen. Uh, but uh, that's the sweetest music that's in the church. Better music than what's up here from the praise team. <laughs> Sweet music out of the nursery. Ah, but my point, feeding this group this week, they were not enemies, and I don't mean to Im- uh, indicate that in any fashion but they were brothers and sisters in Christ. And you did well, seniors. Mm -hmm. I would love to just single each one out, and I dare not do that, because every senior in some way had their hand in the meal, whether it was preparing it and bringing it, whether it was here and serving it. And uh, so what a joy it was to be a part of feeding our brothers and sisters in Christ and know that they went back to high point encouraged to see that even a senior's ministry is still vital Amen. and it must be active because as Jesus said, I was hungry and you fed me. There's a reward for those that were hungry and fed, so thank you seniors for what you did. Uh, I only passed the one on down, and you took hold, but thank you. And uh, may God continue to bless, bless our, pray pray for our seniors, okay? We have six widows in the church, Mm -hmm. if you really think about it. Pray for these. We have widowers in the church. Pray for them. And uh, they're gonna continue active as long as God gives them grace and strength. So, Pastor, thank you for considering the ministry that they can serve in, and it was a joy to do so.
0: Amen. Let's give these guys and the whole team a hand again. (laughs) Have a seat. Thank you. I've got one more testimony on the screen.
10: Hi, guys, it's me, Lori. I just wanted to share with you some things that I experienced in Local Missions Week and just how much a blessing that was to me. Uh, One of the things that really touched my heart is we decided to go visit shut-ins. And Oakview Baptist Church came with us and all those young people just did an amazing job. They were so receptive and would just sit and talk with the shut-ins and listen to them tell their stories even over and over. And one of the things that really got to me was the fact that one of our shut-ins decided to invite um, a neighbor who was working with a special needs child. And during music time, that young man's face lit up and just smiled bigger than life. And the caretaker said that she was just so impressed that our church was willing to come see shut-ins, and the fact that we came to worship with people in their home, even if they couldn't come anymore. And it just meant a lot to her. And that was just amazing. And I would tell you, the shut-ins were tickled to death. They got to hear God's word, have music shared and prayed with them. And, And that just really, really stuck with me and resonated that it is important that even if you can't come to church anymore, that you still let the people know that you love them and come see them, and that really meant a lot to them. The second thing I wanted to share was when we went to do the Hawaiian Shaved Ice Adventures, what we did is they would get a free Shaved Ice if they were willing to listen to a survey, and just the people in the community, wow, I think this was probably one of the most powerful and wonderful times that we had because there were more people in the community coming out this year than I've ever seen. And they were so receptive and wanted to hear uh, the little surveys and hear the answers and laugh at their mistakes or if they answered a question wrong. And just to see how everyone from all ages, young and old, were out there trying to support them and love on them. And I just want you to know the community really appreciated that. I could see it in their eyes. And they were just so happy and blessed to know that we cared about them. And I also wanted to let you know, CBC members, if you haven't done this before, you are truly missing out. And I sure hope that you're going to come join us next year because even though we're trying to bless others, you will get blessed in more ways than one. And those are just the great times I had. And I hope to see you there next year. Thanks, guys. Love you.
0: So you've heard from the foreign and the local missions team. Guys, our work's not done. Every day we wake is for a reason and for a purpose, and it's to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Miss Ginger, I see that hand. She wants to share a quick testimony. If you would, hold on one second, Miss Ginger. Or no one will ever hear you. you me knock my teeth out? No, I don't want you to oh, knock teeth out. I want you to <laughs> sing us a song. Anyway, just kidding.
10: Forget that. I, I was one of the shut-ins that the, the the missionary kids came. I thoroughly enjoyed that. They sang, they prayed. We introduced ourselves. It was the best have
6: Since my husband passed away,
8: I've done myself a lot, and they think more of me than you think.
0: Ginger. And I'm a hugger. Yes, she is. (laughs) Guys, here's the thing I want you to think about. Whether it was the seven from Community Baptist Church going to a foreign field, partnering with a like-minded church, local church, or the High Point team, a like-minded church, coming to partner with CBC. The body of Christ was at work doing what God has called us all as believers to do. That mission is not finished until He returns. Where will you serve in the days ahead? What will you do with every moment that He uh, gives you breath? Is it to sing His praises? Is it that our lives might be living sacrifices? God has called us to His mission. And we all have a part. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you are a part of the body. And we all must do our part. So for application, I'm going to make it simple. This is our next real big mission going on right here in our community. And we need laborers. You heard Randall's testimony. I'm going to piggyback on that. The lady heard of Jesus Christ. The woman at the well, she was converted. She went and told many and brought many. Guys, we need servers. The harvest is plentiful. It's the laborers that are few. I'm just taking a real transparent moment. We should never in Community Baptist Church lack nursery workers. We shouldn't be scrambling on the day of church to find a nursery worker. We shouldn't have a lady who just came home from the hospital who doesn't have a meal this afternoon because somebody didn't sign up on the meal train. We shouldn't have to run this months on end to get laborers. What are you alive for? What are we here for? It's to serve our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we serve through the local church. That is His design the local church the jamaica team went and served in a local church they did ministry with the local church high point came in and we did ministry through the local church this is god's plan let's be a part of his plan as we close in prayer i'm asking ask if you would please come and and play will you please pray god where can i help you've heard it you don't have to be special he makes you special you are special because of him he has given every one of you a gift you have a spiritual gift Oh, I don't know what my spiritual gift is well then figure it out come see me I'll help you well look at the Word of God but I can tell you how you can discover it get involved be a doer of the word not just a hearer. please will you take a minute in this closing prayer and ask God where you'd be willing to serve Wednesday nights we're not doing a Bible study we're serving We're serving our community. We're pouring into the next generation. We're making disciples for Christ. Word of Life kids, Word of Life clubs, that's the mission that God has for us. Will you be a part? Father, as we close in prayer, I know we've taken a little extra time today and Lord, I trust that it's not in vain. I can't plea enough. I can't beg enough it wouldn't matter Lord I, this is not to uh, to be a manipulation but Lord is simply to be a proclamation you have revealed the truth of your word and it's it's your design it's your plan that the local church be the one on mission that we're the one that do that that we, we need to labor both locally and foreign Lord for the cause of Christ and we've shared that we've seen that this morning we've seen some exciting things and so those who've taken part they know they know what can happen when God's people respond to the call. And so, Lord, I would ask this morning that your Holy Spirit would convict in every seat, every person here, that they would find some way to get involved. Even if they say, Well, I don't know what I can do or what, but, but Lord, you can. You can enable them. You will equip them. So, Lord, you draw them. You've already revealed your will that each member would do its part. Help us know what that part is for your glory, for your name's sake. And Lord, we will give you the praise in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen.